Good morning, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed meditators. <laughs> no? Yes? Yeah. <laughs> this, uh, these instructions and uh, suggestions that I'm going to offer this morning are um, among my faves. I'm really excited to be sharing uh, and, uh, this information with you, see what you make of it. Because you have put in some diligent effort now, this last three-plus days, and you have built up some momentum of mindfulness, like Dave said, whether you know it or not. It might seem that your mind is still all over the place at times, but there are lots of times when you're present, too. And honestly, for this insight practice that we're doing, We don't need as much continuity as we think we do. The more that we have, the closer we can see, the more detail gets revealed, the more information, and that's good. But to see what we need to see, to learn what we need to learn, to free ourselves, we can do that in these glimpses, you know. And the glimpses get longer as you're on retreat. That's why we go on retreat. So you have all this momentum, Building, building up some continuity. wanted to offer a little more information this morning about what you do with that. What do you do with your sustained attention? Your awareness, which you're purifying with metta, with compassion, with curiosity. Vipassana. <laughs> Vipassana. Insight. It is meditation. It is a present time awareness with curiosity in the mind. I mentioned the other night Dhamma Vichaya, investigation, uh, discrimination of states. This is in one of the factors of awakening that needs to be present for us to discover freedom, learn what we need to learn to let go of the causes of suffering and find freedom. Mindfulness, dhamma-vichaya, effort. Those are the first three factors of awakening. They're considered the, uh, the things that we can actually do and practice. The other four of this list of seven are considered... Uh, outcomes of our diligent practice. So I wanted to touch on those, each of those a little bit, practically, like how you might be um, practicing with those, you know, today. Uh, uh, Applying a skillful effort that is conducive to insight. Um how to practically, some suggestions about how to actually do investigation, vipassana, insight investigation, what that is. It's a lot different than um, what we usually think of as investigation analysis. It's nothing to do with the thinking mind. Well, a little bit, but very little. And then, um, yeah, I mean, just those two things. I'm going to be talking about effort and investigation today, so... Starting with effort, 
Virya is the the name in Pali that appears in the uh, factors of awakening list. Virya, V I R I Y A. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, and this is translated as effort, quite commonly, but also as energy. Energy. The kind of energy that we're bringing to our practice and to our seeing. It's also one of my favorite, my two favorite translations are interest. Interest. We will naturally pay attention to what we're interested in. So that's where this curious attitude comes in that we've been talking about since day one. Can we be curious about this moment? Can we be fresh, meet this moment with freshness? Then interest will naturally arise. The comparison that I like to give is, you know, how hard is it to pay attention to someone we're falling in love with? Not hard. (laughs) Because we're interested in them. We're interested in everything about them. We want to look at them closely. We want, you know, them to reveal themselves to, to us. It's just delicious, right? Can we meet our experience like we meet a lover in the first months? (laughs) <laughs> when you're falling in love maybe weeks <laughs> so uh, yeah there is that part that sutta where the buddha says you know metta like a lover <laughs> like a first love a first romance and that kind of quality of love he doesn't say that he says like a mother to the child but there is that quality of interest and um you know, verve and energy and, you know, it's like, so, so rather than try to generate that for things that are boring, (laughs) you could actually be practicing with things that interest you. So that might be a question you could ask today, like what's, what's interest, what, what interests me? What, what do I want to learn more about? What do I want to learn more about? And let that questioning, that interest, that curiosity guide your investigation practice. Maybe it is, I want to learn more about metta, love, my capacity for compassion. Maybe it's, I want to learn more about my senses, my sense experience. Maybe I want to learn more about a particular um, pattern, habit pattern that I want to, you know, understand so I can stop being at its mercy. Maybe I want to learn more about emotions, the nature of emotions. In the, the sort of pure, the most purified uh, state of mind or, sta- or balanced mind of practice, whatever is appearing... That's what we're most interested in. <laughs> Can we get, you know, it's really sort of where the, uh, what separates the, gir- the women from the girls in this practice. Can you get interested in sleepiness? Can you get interested in pain in your body? In restlessness? Can you get interested in sleepiness when your mind is dull? Can you get curious about, is it possible to be mindfully aware and gathering information about sleepiness as a body-mind process while I'm feeling dull, 
while I, my, my mindfulness doesn't feel so great, you know, so, so right there. Like, I love challenges, personally. I love that. It's like, that's what, that kind of juices me up. It's like, well, I'm going to see if I can practice with sleepiness. What is this? You know, like that. All of the hindrances, what are so, the so-called hindrances to mindfulness, um, lust or greed, aversion, um, uh, sloth and torpor, restlessness and anxiety, and doubt, which I'm going to be talking about tonight, and doubt. All of those are hindrances because they tend to sort of fill our minds and block our ability to be mindful and, and our capacity to remember to be mindful. But if you just practice this simple instruction of whatever is here, I'm going to practice with it. Dullness, sloth and torpor is here, I'm going to practice with it. Anxiety is here, I'm going to practice with it, which means I'm going to recognize it's here and I'm going to start observing it as a mind-body process. Where do I feel this in my body? What, and this can be preceded, it often is for me, with a question. What is this? What is sleepiness? What is restlessness? In this moment right now, and then we, it's like when I drop these questions in, it's, I'm asking the body, that's a nice way of putting it. I ask the body, not the mind. I'm, asking, I'm not asking my mind to answer this. I'm saying, what is this? And then I start with my body and let it show me what are the sensations of restlessness and anxiety. What are the sensations of sleepiness? What are the sensations of greed or lust? And I let it reveal itself, deconstruct itself, show itself fully, get interested in it, the more it shows itself, the more interesting kind of it can get. Um, and so suddenly, all of a sudden, this so-called hindrance, when you make the hindrance your object of practice, you're practicing with it, it's no longer hindering you, right? It's not hindering you. So no matter what is here, you can either believe in it, be lost in it, and we're going to be. We're going to be lost in it until we remember, oh, I can practice with this. I can get curious about this. I can observe this. I can welcome it. I can hear what it wants to say, as someone mentioned the other day, Lori, I think. So this is the, the heart of investigation. We can just have, sort of try to, try to generate or cultivate a curious attitude, an interested attitude, an openness and a willingness to look and see and let the experience show us what it is. With the same kind of attitude, like we, if we go to a friend and we say, how are you? What's going on with you? Without expectation, they're going to tell us how it is with them. They're going to show us. So we meet our experiences with that friendly, open, receptive, I don't know what I'm going to see. And this is another key Peace of the attitude, what the Zen folks um, did. The, I love that they, they coined this phrase called beginner's mind. You might have heard of it. We need to set aside what we think we know. We need to let go of the movie of what we think we know about this. Even if it's something that we've seen a million times, this time is unique. 
And I'm going to, I'm state, making that statement for you to corroborate for yourself. Is this breath different than the last breath? Is this breath unique? How do you find the answer to that question? You look <coughs> and you see. You look and you see. It will show you whether it's different than the last one. If you were paying attention for the last one, you'll be able to discern that discernment of states. Dhamma Vichaya. You know, so beginner's mind, it's really, I can't say enough, there always comes a point in a retreat where I end up having to surrender everything that I think I know. And it's so wonderful to finally surrender, miss know-it-all, and just let the practice work. Let mindfulness show me. Let my, the life, let life show me what it is. I love that. I love that receptivity and curiosity and just the, the, the relief of letting go of being the expert. Sometimes while we've been teaching here, I've been fantasizing about being you. <laughs> oh, I want to just be sitting. Not talking about sitting. So beginner's mind, uh, I'll just tell a little brief story and then we'll go into our guided meditation. Um, I was teaching a retreat where a fairly experienced practitioner came to a, um, a meeting with me and she said, okay, so yeah, I'm, I'm being present, I've got some good mindfulness and, here, and I'm, what I'm seeing, I'm coming, coming back to the here and now, and what I'm seeing is that same old anger. There it is again seen it a million times, now what? Now what? And I said, beginner's mind. You have a whole bunch of assumptions and beliefs about what you think that is, what you know about it, that are holding it, that are preventing it, like blocking your seeing, that are preventing you from going deeper with it. And you need to set those aside. You need to go beneath the labels You need to set aside the assumptions that are filtering your perception of this mind-body process that you're calling that anger, that familiar anger. And check it out. Look at it more closely. Welcome it forward. Start with your body. Where do you feel this anger in your body? Stay there for a while. Watch the sensations change. From the body vantage point, you might start getting glimpses of what this anger is about. In your gut, in your heart, you might see that there are hurts underneath there, that the anger is sort of trying to regulate or whatever. It's just the layering of these experiences, the complexity. Body-mind will start to reveal itself as soon as you set aside what you think you know. So, and that means right now, setting aside... Whatever it is you're assuming about yourself, it's like this morning I woke up, not didn't get a lot of sleep. Notice the assumption, I didn't get a lot of sleep, it's not going to go well today. Not going to go well. If I don't acknowledge that assumption, that jumping to conclusion, everything that I see in my practice is going to be filtered through that and it will probably be that self-fulfilling prophecy, Right? So we want to spend time seeing, well, what are our background assumptions about this moment, this experience, myself? My ability to be mindful 
under these conditions. What if you were totally wrong? What if you were wrong? I mean, you know, check it out and see. Maybe there's some corroboration. Maybe there's some surprise in store. Just one last tip. If you're going to use the investigation can be just with this this attitude or it can be by dropping in questions. And when you drop in a question, it's best to keep it really simple. It could be something general like, what is this? Whatever it is, what is this? Or it could be on a theme, something that you are looking at. I'd say for a couple of years of my practice, the theme was, what is clinging? The Buddha said suffering is clinging. What is clinging? And then that got close, close into like, well, yeah, what is so compelling about these thoughts and emotions, emotional thoughts, movies? What is so compelling? Let me look and see. Why am I, what's going on with this believing in thing? Why am I just taking all this mental stuff for granted that's being true? What's going on there? And sometimes you, in, in retreat, you can see that moment of, where you're getting sucked in and you can start, it's like that's, oh, clinging is starting to happen, happen mm, right there in that moment. So you can, it help, it can, these little questions can help you to frame your inquiry. Your mind will start to answer, oh, well, it's this, it's that. <laughs> Such the expert, I know all this stuff. <laughs> right, Dave? <laughs> Dave gave me some really great new information about mindfulness this morning. He is really knowledgeable. Um, so it's okay. Don't get sucked in. I'm going to tell you this, something that you will find out painfully on your own over the next 20 years. <laughs> but I'm just going to try to, you know, jumpstart. You probably already know this already. It ain't in your thinking mind. The answer is not there. The, the thinking mind is like, it's in the interpreter. It's not reality. It's the interpreter of reality, which is a very useful thing. But when it comes to understanding reality, we want to look directly. Let it show us. Body. Use your body. Okay? Use your senses. Use your body. Do not, the mind, maybe sometimes it'll come up with some nuggets that will help you inquire further, but if you find yourself caught in analysis, let it go, come back to something simple, just walking, just sound, meta phrases, get out of that. Don't spend time thinking about. Okay? That's the invitation. Spend as little time thinking about. (laughs) And as much time watching, sensing, observing, hearing, listening, listening. It's like an inner listening. All right, that's enough information now. Okay, so if you'd like to stretch a little bit, shake it out or anything before we do our practice.
I'll just leave them there for you. <coughs> Effort relaxed and persistent. Relaxed and persistent and beginner's mind. Fresh. This moment is new. It, the reason why that's so wise is because it's true. This moment has never happened before. This particular combination of stuff. It's only our mind that tells us that we've seen it a million times. Okay. So, finding a posture that will support relaxed persistent effort and some alert energy and interest starting and ending with the bell. As the bell subsides, noticing that awareness is right here. It's right here whenever you look. Whenever you remember, there it is again. You can count on it. So let's begin by just allowing the various expressions of life that are happening right now to show themselves to us as we watch. Starting with the external phenomena, sounds, air, temperature, any movement of air. And as your attention comes closer then into your body, opening to the sensations happening right now for the first time in this way. And beginning perhaps by scanning through your body, looking for places of tension, softening, a relaxation pass. I find that my breath, my out breath especially, is really helpful in this regard. <coughs> Helps me soften any holding or gripping. And especially bring some attention to your face, your eyes, your brow. See if you can breathe into those areas. They may not soften upon invitation, but just see what you can do. 
because we're not looking <coughs> we're not looking for anything in particular we can sort of soften relax we are receiving what's happening as it happens rather than going out to or pushing our energy out to we're just settling back and seeing what appears Noticing the state of your mind, your chitta, mind and emotions this morning. How do you feel? What's your mood? Just like you can intentionally relax your body, you can also periodically intentionally relax your mind, which means to find your way towards beginner's mind. Setting aside what you think you know. Setting aside what you want to happen or not happen. And of course that means being aware of those things, if they're hanging out, lurking in your mind, any background assumptions. What might it be for you to come at this moment fresh, with fresh eyes, Today I'd like to suggest that our anchor be a very simple checking to see whether we're aware. I use the simple language, am I aware right now? What am I aware of? And I let attention go wherever or have experience reveal itself to me. Whatever it might be, whether it is a body sensations, whether it is sounds or other sense experience, smells or tastes. Whether it is being aware of some mood or emotion in the mind. or aware of some thinking, some talking, or some images. What am I aware of? So let yourself just settle into some aspect of your experience. And as something comes into focus, an in-breath, hearing, pain in your body, 
an emotional experience. You could drop in the question, what is this? With this curious, invitational attitude, I'm here to listen. I'm here to receive you fully. What are you? What is this? Like meeting a friend without knowing what they're going to say. Being patient with yourself because this is a cultivation. You may not just drop in naturally to this open attitude. This is something you have to practice and find your way towards. So experiment. Whatever is happening right now, recognize it. What is this? Know it's here. By recognize, I mean know it's here. Friendly, curious, what is it? What is this? What is this right now? And then you watch, go to your body. (coughs) Ask your senses, ask your body, what is this? Relax your face, your eyes, your neck and throat. Settle back. Just drop in the question gently and watch.
you are looking at some sensations in the body, you can drop in other questions like, where do I feel this? Let your body answer. Is there a kind of shape to these sensations? Are they changing or staying the same, moving or staying in one place? If you're observing an emotion, you can find that emotion in your body and do that same kind of curious observation of the sensations of the emotion. If you feel confused or thinking about what you should be doing, analyzing, just come back to something simple. What am I aware of right now? Let me just be with it. Whatever appears into my field of awareness Maybe many different objects coming and going. And just watching the flow. What might it be to be curious without needing to know an answer? It's more like friendliness. What do you have to show me? What is this? What are you?
keeping it light, keeping it relaxed, even playful. Waking up from being caught up in a thought or movie or analysis. In that moment of being aware, mindful snapshot, curious snapshot. What's going on? What can I see in my body-mind having just woken up? of awakening a very rich place for investigation. Maybe catch a glimpse of what's underneath or driving those thoughts. What's being wanted needed or not wanted. Like asking a friend. Like asking a friend, what what do you really want? What's really being wanted here? Ask your gut. What are you aware of right now? Relax, observe, 
allow, get curious about. In the last moments of the practice, refresh your attention. If it's strayed, what am I aware of? Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.